If you have a question, we're going to answer it. We're going to anticipate all the issues that you might run into. And you know, we'll go beyond what we need to do to really make sure that you're happy. So oftentimes this means you know, setting up a call unexpectedly. Like if they have an issue that they can't resolve, we will set up a call and really help you out. Welcome back, everyone. This is the Support Ops Podcast. It's a show devoted entirely to helping you be a customer support pro. Check out my blog at supportops.co, or you can follow along on Twitter. The handle's at supportops there. I'm your host, Chase Clemens. This is episode number 30 with Tan Pham from Asian Efficiency. So, Tan, welcome to the show. Hey, Chase. I'm really excited to be here. How are you? I am fantastic. How's your day going so far? Awesome, awesome, awesome. I can't really complain. See, that's a good way to start the show. So let, let's start real simple and just kind of cover basics here. Tell tell the listeners who you are and a little bit about Asian Efficiency. Okay, so I'm one of the co-founders of Asian Efficiency, and our mission at Asian Efficiency is to make the world a more productive place, one person at a time. So we do this by publishing high-quality and actionable content on our blog. Uh, we share lots of interesting stuff on social media and we hold a lot of uh, live events where we help people become more productive. And so our mission is really to empower people and help them be more productive. Now, you're one of the few guests that I've had on so far that doesn't work on like an official customer support team or anything like that. But I think that's that's kind of the beauty of this interview is, you know, you and your co-founder have built something from nothing. And you're in the early stages of the company where you're still doing all of your customer support, right? Do you, do you have anybody like dedicated to the support role? Yeah, so we have a total team of five people, and one of the things I've actually learned from listening to this podcast, uh, I think it was, uh, what's the guy's name from Help Scout, uh, Nick Francis? Nick, Nick Francis, yeah. Yeah, so one of the things he said was like company-wide support, right? Mm-hmm. So that's actually, that's something we adopted from that. Um, so we have actually everyone on the team uh, helping out with support. So, um, so I do, you know, a bunch of tickets and we have a bunch of other people doing a bunch of tickets. And so, um, it's, it's really a great way for us to sort of interact with our customers, uh, because I think it's really important that everyone on the team can interact with customers. And so that's why you want everyone that joins us to be able to do, uh, customer support, or at least be able to help out directly and interact with customers. And so, um, so we use, you know, we use Help Scout, um, which you know, everyone seems to use uh, on this podcast. And then uh, we, so we have it integrated with uh, Hively, so we can get sort of a rating system going on. And um, because we're a pretty small team, everyone is pretty much involved with helping customers. And um, for us, it's just a really great way to be able to see what customers are experiencing and then using that feedback to improve everything in, you know, in the products, in the marketing, in, in, in the service. And so for us, it's really important that uh, while we're still small, that we can sort of have this high-touch experience where everything is very personal and where we can really help people one-on-one. So on an average day, how many, how many customers are you talking to, like, across the team? So you've got five of you there. How many, like, average tickets are you dealing with every day? Um, I think in total we get about somewhere between 50 and 70 tickets a day. And so some people do more, you know, some people do less depending on the, the type of tickets. Like I, I tend to do a lot of like technical tickets. So people, they might have like 
a very personal uh, story that they want to share, and they they're looking for a specific answer when it comes to like their technical setup um, on using a particular app, for example. Uh, so that's where I us- usually come in. Uh, Marie, one of our other team members, uh, she's really good at like helping uh, other people out with you know billing or you know administrative stuff. And then we have other people helping out with other types of tickets. So everyone has their own sort of specialty. Um, and that's how we sort of load balance everything. You, you mentioned the kind of technical questions that you get. You know, I've seen you mention like OmniFocus before on the site, uh, Text Expander on the, on the site, that kind of thing. Are, are you getting questions about how to use those in, in kind of like the Asian efficiency methodology? Yeah. So the cool thing about Asian efficiency is that uh, we don't have like a, a methodology or a system we're really teaching people uh frameworks and like um universal principles that people can use and then oftentimes people come to us wanting to know okay how do i apply this in the real world uh and that's where a lot of our content comes from but then also um people will ask me okay you know i use omnifocus and i have tax expander like how do you use this to be more efficient and so that's where i'll come in and then the cool thing is when you're really close with support that way, we actually generate a lot of ideas for content on our blog through interacting with our customers this way. So we get a lot of questions, but actually I turn a lot of those questions into blog posts as well, which is really cool. Um, but yeah, I get tons of technical questions like that. And then, um, you know, I love OmniFocus, I love Tax Expander. So when people ask me questions about those apps or any other app that I'm using, I can go on and on and on. And it's almost like writing a blog post for one person. <laughs> yeah. Kind of double dipping that content there, which makes it's just, it's a beautiful way of looking at that because especially as a small business, you want to have an active blog where you can get readership and get those people looking at your company and knowing who you are and that kind of thing. So being able to pull straight from your support tickets, just, it makes sense. Like I really wondered how, how you came up with some of the topics since, since I'm an avid reader of Asian efficiency too. And, and, you know, you would, I would see different blog posts and go, wow, I would have never thought of that. So you're saying in some cases, like you didn't think of that either. It was just a customer that kind of prompted that idea. Oh yeah, totally. I mean, tons of our content nowadays comes directly from our customers or people who are interested in, in becoming one of our customers. And so um, it just makes, you know, complete sense to, use that and then publish that because like, for example, the other day, um, one person was asking us, this was a while back, but one, one person was asking us like, how do you deal with being dealing with uh, being scatterbrained? And I personally never heard of this term before, like being scatterbrained. What does that mean? Uh, so I actually looked into it and did some research on that and then wrote an email back. And then I noticed more and more people we're asking the same question, like, how do I, like, I'm scatterbrained. What do I do? Like, and then it's like sort of, you know, like something went off in my head. And I was like, oh, like, I really need to answer this question, like, properly for everyone. So that's when we started writing about it on the blog. And and as a result, you know, we got a lot of visitors and readers that way. And it's all because people were asking us. So, you know, we are always inviting people to email us. Like, I actually want customers to email me with anything they have, like any question, concern, uh, feedback, you know, positive or negative, we use everything and, and incorporate it in, you know, into our blog, into our marketing. Uh, so for example, 
uh, we use specific phrases and, and words that people use in our marketing pitches or in our marketing copy. Um, so, for example, uh, you know, people don't really say, uh, I procrastinate, but people will say, you know, I always put things off. And so when I read that, when people always kept saying, you know, I put things off, you know, we would use that in, in our you know, blog posts, in our emails, in, in, in our product pages, and so on, because pe- that, that is what people are saying and using. Uh, and when you can put that into, you know, your marketing materials, it, it really resonates with people. So, you know, I always, from listening to other people, they always see customer support as sort of an expense, as like a separate department where, you know, you don't want to deal with customers. You just want to, you know, sell stuff and like, you know, go on with your life. But I really see customer support as like a really valuable resource, as almost like an asset really to, to your business. And so the more you can really integrate everything that you have in there with everything else, like I think the better your business is going to do. Now you just launched a new product called Productivity Blueprint. And with that, I'm guessing that you kind of got an influx of new customers from it. So how did you prepare for, you know, helping out and supporting all of these new customers that were, were buying it? Yeah, that was a little bit tricky. Um, so, you know, the Blueprint is our new online training program uh, where we help people become more productive. And it's really like our flagship program. And so we were anticipating a lot of people getting it. And so we really wanted to make sure that everyone on the team was on the same page when it came to the material. So we made sure that everyone went through the program. Um, and we wanted to make sure that everything was documented in Confluence, which is sort of the, the wiki that we use to document everything. And uh, like we love documentation. So everything that we do here at Asian Efficiency is documented from you know every single process, every single reply, uh, especially like the stage replies that you tend to use very often. Um, everything is documented. So before we launched this, we want to make sure we documented everything. So uh, before the launch, what I did was I gave everyone sort of a test. So I acted sort of as a customer, as a, as a dummy. And then, you know, I would ask them, like, okay, I have this question. What do you say that? Or, I have this question. What do you do that? And so it was just sort of a quick, you know, dry run, like sort of a test to see, to make sure that everyone was on the same page. And um, we made sure we updated the FAQ because we've noticed that if you have an FAQ, you get fewer support tickets, which you know is really uh, useful. Um, and yeah, it was just making sure that the documentation was in place, everyone was aware of the material, and uh, just you know hoping that as soon as we launched, that every everyone could you know handle the load, and uh, turned out to work perfectly fine. So we were really happy with that. You get to love when a good plan comes together and it pulls off without a hitch. <laughs> yeah. Like it's pretty rare when that happens, but when it does, you know, it's pretty satisfactory. Now, one of the things that I really loved was that with the productivity, productivity blueprint, the first hundred people would actually get a private phone coaching session with, with you. Where did that idea come from? And, and more importantly, how are you logistically pulling those off? Yeah, since it's such a new program, um, we really want to work closely with the first group of people and improve everything through their feedback, right? So uh, because it's brand new, we want to make sure that the next iteration that we put out is based on the feedback that we get from people. 
And a good way to do that is just to work really closely with them on the phone. And one of the things that we did was before we actually put this training material together, we actually interviewed a lot of people. So we sort of did it, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the Lean Startup, but that's sort of where you interview a bunch of people, figure out what their challenges are, you come up with a solution, and then they try, to, they try it out, you get their feedback, and you iterate from there, uh, which is really you know, time-consuming. Uh, but I think it's really the best way to you know, build a product that way. And so we want to do the same thing, but with an, you know, an existing uh, course. So the first 100 people would get a private coaching session, session where you know, I will personally help them out. And then that's where I will also figure out, um, okay, what are some of the problems that they're experiencing with the course? What are some of the challenges that they still have? Uh, once I know that, we can sort of improve the material, you know, release new content. And so it's really an opportunity for us uh, to improve everything. And early adopters are just the best people to get feedback from. And also, you know, since we're sort of a productivity training company, when you're dealing with uh, procrastinators, you want them to sometimes, you know, give them an extra incentive to act early. Uh, so that definitely helped as well. So when the actual calls themselves, are, are, we, are you just setting up like Skype interviews or are you using like Google Hangouts? Like if I was one of those hundred people, kind of walk me through once I get in touch with you, how that phone session would go. Yeah. So, you know, hundred people is a lot to personally email. Um, so we have it sort of automated. So I set up a system where, okay, if you, if you enrolled, uh, you know, the next day you would get an email from me automatically that said, Hey, you know, congratulations. You one of the first 100 people, uh, click here on this link to book your session. And then I use this service called schedulonce.com. So that makes it really easy to book a session. So what I did was on schedulonce.com, I, uh, I set up my sort of availability on there. So the time frame between this date and this date, I'm available between these and these times. And then when people came on my page, they could select the time slot that they wanted. And then they had to select three different time slots. And then once they did, uh, they would submit it, and then I would get an email, and I could look at it and say, okay, uh, this slot is free, so I can approve this. Or if this slot wasn't free, I would look at the next one that they suggested. So that made it really easy to book you know, a ton of sessions that way. So schedulonce.com, I cannot recommend it enough. Um, so having an automated email send out, uh, schedulonce.com, and then uh, the actual call would either be uh, like a Google Hangout or a Skype call or a phone call, depending on what they prefer. So I just want to make sure I cater to uh, whatever the customer wants. And that makes sense. And, you know, we were, with our emails back and forth to, to set up this interview, we had talked about, you know, making sure that the customer kind of gets what they want, having a high-touch customer experience where the customer walks away really just happy with, with how they interact with your team. Uh, so can you kind of tell us a little bit about what that high-touch experience looks like with these Productivity Blueprint customers? Yeah, so my de my definition of high touch really means that it is, it is a very personal experience that you're getting. And I'm emphasizing the word experience. It's, it's like when you reach out to us, we really want to make sure that you're better off than when you before you reached out to us. That's really important for us. And so when you do reach out, we really want to make sure that you're, you, you get the answers that you were looking for and and a little bit more than that. 
So it's not just, you know, I have, yeah, I've questioned this and you get, you know, answer this. We really want to make sure that, okay, if you have a question, we're going to answer it. We're going to anticipate all the issues that you might run into. And, you know, we'll go beyond what we need to do to really make sure that you're happy. So oftentimes this means, you know, setting up a call unexpectedly. Like if they have an issue that they can't resolve, we will set up a call and really help you out. Or I will sometimes record a screencast to show them uh, how to do something in this particular app, for example. So I really go out of my way where, uh, you know, we really want to help people. And that's really the standard that we want to set uh, sort of in our industry, but also for just for people in general that they can expect really stellar customer support. And, um, you know, that also means fast responses. So if, if you send us an email, you know, we want to make sure that you get an email back within an hour. Um, and I believe we're about 60% of the way there. Most, most tickets are handled within uh, an hour, about 60% of them. And uh, same thing with social, you know, we, we want to make sure if you ask us something on Twitter or Facebook that you get an answer back very quickly as well. So uh, those are really the two main points, like very personal and very fast responses. So as you're scaling this up, you know, you're adding more customers, you're, you're growing your team. What's, what's the plan for making sure that this scales right? Yeah, so that's really the biggest challenge and sort of the barrier I can see already ahead of me. Um, and one of the things that we want to do is sort of build a world-class training program so that, you know, as you get more customers, then obviously you need more people on the team. And so we need to make sure that everyone on the team can be trained up to a certain uh, level. So that's what we're really working on right now is like putting the training materials together. And, you know, the cool thing is when you're a productivity training program uh, or a company, you know, you can reuse a lot of your own material to teach other people. Um, so, you know, we can actually reuse a lot of stuff that we have, for example, in a productivity blueprint to help people become more productive and effective. Uh, but, you know, of course, we need to set up our own uh, training materials for handling certain tickets and, and so on. So the first challenge is really building up a training program. Um, and then the second, the second thing is just getting everyone on the same page. And then making sure that the communication among team members is really streamlined. So we use uh, HipChat for that, and we use uh, Confluence for a wiki, which integrates very nicely with HipChat. And then we use uh, a platform called Jira, which is also from the same company, uh, where we sort of use tasks and, and, and projects on there. They integrate with Confluence and also with HipChat. So everything is really nicely integrated, and communication and documentation that way is really seamless. So just making sure everything is documented, making sure the team members are on the same page, and just building that training program. Uh, so that's really what we're working on right now. And I've seen, you know, you and your co-founder travel around a lot. Um, is your team remote? Do you have like a headquarters or anything like that? Because I would, I would, from personal experience here with with the, the Basecamp team and, and that kind of thing, when you become remote, that communication really becomes a challenge at that point. Making sure everyone's on the same page and, and that. So is your is your team remote or headquarters no like like you said everyone is remote and that's why awesome. i love i love reading uh remote by uh by basecamp by you guys and a lot of things in there just really resonated with us and our vision is still to, you know to keep a remote team so we have someone here you know in southern california which is me we have aaron my co-founder in bangkok uh, we have marie in the philippines we have someone in denver we have someone in south america 
So we have, you know, all people all over the world, uh, which is really great. And that just makes it really easy to handle support that way. And uh, because everyone has flexible time, like everyone sets their own hours, um, we have pretty much support handled almost 24-7. So, um, which is really great for a small team. And, uh, you know, people can always shift their hours around if they want. And uh, there's no, you know, restriction on vacation days and so on. So, you know, whenever people have time, whenever they want to work on stuff, that's when they can do it. So we, we see the, the great benefit of that is that support tickets get handled fairly quickly. And even on days like Saturdays, Sundays, sometimes. So um, we're really happy with that. And just, you know, being remote is just awesome, I think. It's just you get the benefits of everything. Uh, while having the flexibility of being able to do the stuff you need to do at the time that works best for you. Was training ever an issue when you brought on the, the other people to your team? You know, since the remote, not being able to like sit there and, and explain to them things in, in person or anything like that, did training ever have a, uh, any challenges? Um, not really. I think be, because we have, we have, we have a culture where we document everything. So, because we have so much documentation ready, whenever someone comes on board, like the training program, the documentation is already there. So, you know, we have like videos set up, we have all the like annotations and images, we have like the screenshots, we have like text, all, everything is already there. So it's actually fairly easy. Um, the only thing that we do is, you know, we get on a Google Hangout or on a Skype video chat, and then we go through everything together. And it's fairly easy, especially when you have the documentation already there. And especially when you make videos, uh, which is really great for communicating certain ideas or certain concepts or showing specific workflows and actions. Um, once you have that in place, training up someone is actually fairly easy and fairly quick. So I would definitely recommend everyone to make sure that they document everything. I'm sure you're hiring pretty productive people to start with. So <laughs> yeah. it's kind of yeah, hard to work. Wanna for a productivity company and not be product uh, productive. Exactly. So, you know, we really live up to that and, uh, you know, internally we want to be productive and, you know, when we help other people, we want to come from a place where, you know, we really live up to that and uh, we want to make sure that everyone on the team lives up to that as well. So they get really high quality productive productivity training as well. So that, you know, if they help other people, they really help them because they've been through their, from their own experience, they know what to do, and so they can help all the people out that way. So last question, because, you know, we mentioned you're in the middle of this big launch coming off of that, and we don't want to take up too much time. Uh, what's one customer experience you've had recently where you were the customer and you were just left going like, wow, this is fantastic. This is the kind of experience I want for our team to provide to customers. You know, that's, uh, that's interesting. So, you know, I've read the book by uh, the, the Zappos founder, Tony Shea, Delivering Happiness. And um, all the experiences I read in there, I thought was, you know, kind of standard to have. Maybe I was just you know, really fortunate to be able to experience that all the time. But that one thing that actually did blow me away was one time I had to call Apple support. And I had, some, I had a, like an issue with my iPhone and, and the billing issue or something. So I called up Apple support. And I was just blown away how everything was automated. So I was talking to a computer, but it felt really natural. And I had everything resolved without even interacting with a real person. 
So I was just talking to your computer the whole time, but it sounded so natural that I was just blown away by the time I hung up. And I was like, wait a minute. I talked to a robot and I got my billing issues sorted. This is, this does not make any sense, but it was just so amazing. And this was, you know, a couple of years ago, like two or three years ago. So I can only imagine what it is now. Um, but yeah, that was just amazing in my experience. Yeah. It's kind of creepy how close like automated phone robots are getting better and better and better. I, I was talking to, I forget what company it was uh, a couple of months ago, but I got off their phone and I was like, wait, was that a robot? Was that a person? I, eh, I could have went either way. <laughs> yeah. Like I recently had to call my bank uh, because I lost my debit card. And so they had to issue me a new one. And then most of the time, you know, when you talk to an automated person, you can sort of tell, and then usually, you know, they, they set it up so that they redirect you to the right person. Right. Uh, but with Apple, it was just everything was handled by the computer. Like I never got to talk to a real person. It was, I mean, you know, coming from sort of a computer science background, if you know anything about artificial intelligence, that's pretty amazing if you can, you know, set something up like that. So I think that's really the future. Um, and you know, I hope more companies can afford something like this uh, because it just streamlines everything. With that, that means episode 30 is in the books. So, Tam, what's the best place for people to find you online? Uh, the best place to go is to go to asianefficiency.com. So we'll send everyone that way. Make sure if you're even, you know, if you're looking to be more productive, if you want to be more efficient with how you work, that kind of thing. And, and you know, especially for support people like myself, when you're doing kind of similar things over and over throughout the day, you're, you're always looking for another shortcut to, to kind of speed things up. Uh, if you're like me, definitely check them out, asianefficiency.com. I'll have show notes up at supportops.co forward slash podcast. Thanks again for listening, and I'm Chase. Until we talk again, have an awesome week. Bye.